Good evening. Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie. Patriots Against CPS Corruption invites you to attend our March for Texas Children. DFPS has failed the families of Texas. The Texas Special Committee on DFPS has also failed to hear the parents. It's time to make our voices heard and surround yourselves with those on the same mission as you. Join us on the march for our children. Children, September 21st, 2022, starting at 1 p.m. at 701 West 51st Street, Austin, Texas, 78751. Patriot parents are also encouraging this to happen throughout the states. Now, I have a brand new guest. His name is Steve Thomas. He's chairman, Kentucky Society of Professional Investigators and director of Kentucky Special Investigative Unit in Louisville, Kentucky. Steve started out as a private investigator in 1991. He now owns the company and operates as director of operations, managing a team of private investigators, process service servers specializing in insurance fraud, criminal defense, infidelity, child custody, and witness location. So I welcome you to the show, Steve Thomas. However did you get into all this? <laughs> um, purely by accident. I was working three jobs um, and going to college at night um, to support my family and my disabled mother. Um, I was working in a bail bonds office. They had, still had bail bondsmen in Indiana, um, across just across the bridge here in Jeffersonville. And um, I was... I was attempting to skip trace a, a gentleman who had skipped out on his bond, a $10,000 bond for failure to pay child support. Um, and he worked for a private investigative agency in, in Louisville. So every time I called and asked for him, he was in the field, they'd leave a message. And every time I would, you know, ask for the owner or the owner's name, you know, they would refuse or ask to take a message. Um, so I did it the old fashioned way. And I, you know, I looked him up and, you know, I called the secretary of state, found out who owned the company. And then I called the cable company. And the first thing they ask you when they call, you call the cable company is, what's your phone number? I said, I have six lines coming into this house. Which one do you want? Well, what's your name? And then I gave it to him. They gave me my phone number. They gave me his phone number, the, the owner's phone number. So I called him. And his, his daughter, um, you know, who I knew, you know, who I've known for 30 years. Now she was five at the time. She ran for daddy. And his first question was, how did you get this number? Um, I told him, I said, listen, I'd love to tell you, but I had to drive all the way out there, kill you and then drive back and clock out. You know, I don't have time for that, you know, uh, but ultimately, I, you know, I need to find this guy. Um, the next day he pulled up in front of my office in a canary yellow bed in a $3,000 suit. And he walked into my office, the bell bonds. And he said, you're the expletive they called my house. And I said, yes, I am. And he said, you're wasting your talent here and threw a business card down on my desk. Um, you know, again, 20 years later, I bought the company from that man, you know, uh, you know, that was my start in the investigative business. But, you know, most of it, I worked with uh, Neil Aliotto, a, uh, a real detective from, um, from the Son of Sam investigation. He was an NYPD detective who trained mm -hmm. uh, for many years and was like a father figure to me. So he taught me a lot about, he taught me a lot about being grateful and giving back and helping, you know, um, people who can't afford our services, but we have the power to do that. And, you know, we have the means and we have, you know, we've made time. So mm -hmm. that was, that was, you know, that was, it was a pure accident. And, you know, like I said, I thought he walked in, I thought he walked in to cuss me out. Uh, he hired me on the spot. 
because I found him. And to this day, I never told him how I got his phone number. <laughs> but what was fascinating is that not only did he hire me, but he told me where the other investigator was. He was working at his manager at Taco Bell. Oh, wow. That's cool. So we were able to take care of it. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was a whirlwind. And again, in the early days of investigations, we didn't have, you know, we, we had VHS cameras with eight pound battery packs and, you know, 10 times zoom lenses this long. We called them the, you know, the, the news camera, you know, they were this big and we're driving. You know, and now we have cameras that fit in the palm of our hand. We have GPS on our phone, databases, you know, I mean, access, you know, like I said, I mean, investigations in 1991 was pre-internet, you know, mm -hmm. we didn't have it. We had a crisscross directory. We had a phone book, um, you know, and we had a phone and that's, and that's how you investigate. Um, unless, you know, it was out on the street. Um, you know, it, um, I, I try to tell my investigators, you know, how lucky they are. And, you know, oh. I've challenged, I've challenged many of them with double pay to take one of my old VHS cameras out, you know, into the field without their phones and without GPS use the Rand McNally road atlas, get close to the place at six o'clock in the morning and start looking for a rural route one HC box four. Um, there are no street signs in Eastern Kentucky. There are no roads, mostly washed out Creek beds. And everybody there has, you know, has an AR 15 back in my day, it was a 12 <laughs> shotgun because they had a moonshine still out back to protect, um, you know, at, you know, in the nineties, uh, it became opiates and they would bus, you know, busloads of, of, of elderly patients down to Florida, you know, and, it's, you know, for, you know, a free trip to Florida. And then when they returned, they were to hand over their, you know, their prescriptions, their Oxycontin at $80 a pill, uh, you know, as they came off the bus. Um, so, you know, they had that. And then, you know, of course, now uh, it's all meth. Um, you mm -hmm. know, now they have ARs, they have automatic weapons, and, you know, they're protecting their meth labs where they make $2,500, you know, an hour basically, you know, mixing poisons um, that destroy lives and destroy worlds. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's, you know, Kentucky is an interesting place. I mean, it's um, geographically, it's, um, it's, it's quite diverse. Louisville, you know, uh, my, my city and the city um, where I work and, you know, that this, that brought me to this podcast was the Dr. Stephanie Russell case. Um, all your podcasts now, but at the end of it, um, <laughs> I was compelled, you know, like I said, to, to do digging and, mm -hmm. uh, it was, um, it was quite eye-opening. Mm -hmm. Um, lots, lots of red flags. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the most outstanding red flag that you saw in this case? Again, you know, like I said, this is, this is a court case. I assume it's public record. And I assume that just like any case, you know, one could request a copy or make perhaps view a copy or, you know, um, request video, what have you, and, and see. What compelled me um, the most was a series of reports um, by court-appointed officers, uh, affidavits, statements, um, et cetera, made by, you know, everybody from Child Protective Services to, um, you know, to visitation supervisors, court-appointed, you know, psychiatric evaluators, um, they, you know, um, even retired sheriffs acting as visitation supervisors. I know, um, there's, you know, some of that, uh, that, you know, that filed reports with some very startling allegations made by a five, six year old. Um, and, you know, 
after 30 years of, of doing this, you know, I like to think that I, you know, that I, I can, I have a feel, you know, I have a bit of, mm -hmm. a, I can kind of tell when something has merit, you know, true or not, you know, that's my job is to find out, is to, you know, is to find the truth. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I think that it's, you know, it's, um, it, again, like I said, that this whole case is, is, is problematic and the system, it, it fails. You know, mm -hmm. it, has, it, it has failed and it appears to be failing in most other states, you know, the entire system itself as a whole, whether here in a Commonwealth or, you know, across the country in California, you know, um, there are some serious malfeasances that, you know, this, you know, this abuse and these, these, these dangerous environments and these, you know, this exposure to these, you know, to these things, if, if valid, you know, I mean, affect every aspect of that child's life for their entire life till they draw their last breath, you know? And, um, you know, it, it's happening every day. I know it happens here every day in Louisville. Louisville is one of 120 counties. I've worked them all. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, well, let's put it this way. Two thirds of the vehicles in the entire state out of all 120 counties, two thirds of them are registered here in Louisville. So that tells you how much of the population, what the population density is here compared to the mountains of Appalachia and Eastern Kentucky. You've seen Deliverance? The yes. Oh, yes, it's with real. the banjo. Oh, it's, it's real. real. It's very oh. real. That's and scary. Keep in mind, you know, keep in mind that, you know, you can't, you can't just drive in to, you know, drive in and, and conduct surveillance or work, you know, in these places because, you know, typically these, these washed out creek beds and, you know, dirt roads with, without street signs are, uh, are, are family owned. You know, um, mm -hmm. you know, they own the mountain or they own that side of the mountain, you know, and everybody on that street is family or are, are so insular that, you know, I mean, you, you, you can't set foot. You can't, you cross the county line, you know, even, even police officers, you know, will, will put you out, you know, will go to the house. You know, if, if you don't, if you don't work under pretext, uh, under some sort of pretext um, and not disclose the, the true purpose of your visit, then, you know, they will, I've seen them many times, you know, on, for, on other investigators who weren't smart enough to use a pretext, they go straight to the front door, they knock on the door and they point at the surveillance vehicle and they say, that guy down the street, he's watching you, you know, he's investigating, he's a private investigator. Um, you know, it's, it's a critical downfall and something I developed early on in my career to avoid that. Um, like I said, it's, um, you know, it, it, it varies so widely, but still in all, you know, I've seen I've seen, I've seen convicted felons get out of prison, get joint custody immediately upon their release, you know, for heinous crimes. Um, simply be, and you know, and interestingly enough, they also bought a $500,000 A-frame house set back in the woods shortly after their release from prison for methamphetamine manufacturing, um, big time. So, you know, it, it all begs to, you know, it all begs the question, um, why is there video of this, uh, you know, and audio and all of these reports on, on the Doc Russell case and none of them, none of them were admitted as evidence. I mean, in, in there are other judges, you know, good judges in this town that, you know, that, that would have been immediate grounds for, you know, psych evaluation, um, you know, something there would have been some in some sanction supervised visit or something you know imposed 
a pending investigation or, you know, even, even joint custody. I mean, you know, at, at the very least joint, but you know, that's not the case. You know, it seems, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, for some crazy reason, invariably high numbers, you know, inexplicably high numbers of, of people are not getting um, justice in this quarter. Mm-hmm. It and, seems. You know, yeah, I mean, it's also happening to, you know, some men that are complaining about this Judge Denise Brown, as oh, well and, as. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, that's why I, 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 tend, to, I tend to lean towards um, the, you know, victims of domestic violence simply because there are many males that, that have, you know, that have applied to, you know, to join, you know, to be members of this of this nonprofit, to work, you know, to, to receive the firearms safety training, the the self defense training, you know, classes like that to change women's lives, to turn them from, you know, from caterpillars into wasps, and you know, mm-hmm. and they are not to be messed with now. Um, and at the end of the day, the males, you know, I do require, I, you know, that they that they pass a, a background check. They must, you know, and they must, you know sign a waiver that allows me to run their background because if they are the abuser or they, you know, they are, you know, uh, this, you know, the stalker or whomever it is, you know, um, then obviously I need to, you know, I need to take extra, st- an extra step with the men. And frankly, if these, if these men aren't willing to provide, you know, that, that authorization, then, then obviously there's something they're hiding and they're, you know, they're, they're not qualified. It's just required of the men, unfortunately, not so much of the women. Mm-hmm. You know, but with this, in this courtroom, with this judge, you know, I, the question begs is why is she on the bench? Um, again, you know, people, and that's another thing, you know, uh, we do a lot of election work um, and people don't really realize how, how people get elected. And, you know, in, in every, at every level of government, I've performed these, you know, I've performed cases all the way up to, you know, for, you know, for congressmen. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's a mudslinging contest. Um, it's a, it, it's digging for dirt. Um, you know, it is looking for anything that released just prior to the election um, will derail the, uh, the incumbent's chance or what have you, you know, and, and, by default, these people are, are elected, and you know, and that's and that's why they hire me. That's why I'm so busy during election season. Um, is because judges and council persons, um, you know, again, all the way up to congressmen, you know, uh, governors have hired me, you know, mm-hmm. to, um, to investigate their rivals because they, you know, they felt threatened, their position was threatened, or what have you, or the, you know, or the rival, you know, wanted the incumbent's job, you know, enough to pay money to have somebody investigate him and, you know, and see what, um, see, you know, look into things like campaign contributions, you know, um, shell com- companies moving money around, things like that. You know, it's, it's happened. I've seen it. And, um, you know, so that's, that's one way that I know that, you know, some judges get on the bench. Um, we've had, we've had councilwomen, you know, who were attorneys who were appointed to the bench because there was an opening. They were just councilwomen who were formerly attorneys and now they're, now they're overseeing, and deciding these cases, whatever their bias, whatever their position on race, gender, sex, you know, um, obviously, um, sexual orientation. I mean, um, you know, it, um, 
again, there are judges who, who don't see any of that and um, they do the right thing. In this particular case, um, as I did a little more digging, I found early on that there was a federal case. Um, and as it turned out, um, this was a federal case filed against um, Judge Brown uh, by a former attorney, um, Stephanie Russell's attorney. Uh, had filed a federal lawsuit against Judge Denise Brown. And in that lawsuit, as I understand, he disclosed, he broke client confidentiality and disclosed that she was in fact guilty of the crime that she, you know, that he represented and ultimately beat, beat the charge on. Um, so, you know, these two are bitter rivals right here, right now. Um, and frankly, they both, you know, he should have never taken the case knowing that he was going up against, you know, someone that he was at war with. And she should have recused herself immediately as, you know, as, you know, as a defendant in a case by this guy or na being named in a case by this guy and, you know, possibly being added if in fact my, you know, if my facts are correct, um, you know, so from the, from jump, from, from the start, you know, neither one of these, neither one of these individuals should have been in the same courtroom, um, but they were for a very long time. And for most of doc, Dr. Russell's defeats, um, you know, uh, uh, yes, this went on for a long time. She, she trusted this attorney. And, you know, like I said, um, he never bothered to mention this, this case, even though she considered him a friend. And, you know, again, you know, I don't know that Judge Brown has answered, has answered to the allegations, but, um, you know, I think that like with anything, I, I did a, I did 60 days in for, on A&E a couple of years ago. Um, as a TV show where civilians go undercover as, as, as convicts, as inmates, you know, in, in prisons. I was in an ICE detention facility on the Mexican border in Arizona. Um, and, um, you know, it's 60 days undercover uh, in prison, you know, trying to find corruption and what have you. Um, when, that, when, that, when that television show broke out, um, people, the haters came out of the woodwork. Um, you know, it was, it was unbelievable. The people that just sit and spew, you know, torrents of misspelled hatred, uh, for absolutely, for whatever reason, whether they hate themselves, they hate their lives, whatever it is they hate, they just hate. That's their, that's their job. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, in this particular case, um, especially I expect major, major naysayers, major fallback, ma ma major haters coming out, you know, coming out of woodwork, um, alleging all kinds of things and making all kinds of arbitrary, uh, you know, uneducated, um, uninformed statements. Um, when there's so much more to this case, um, mm -hmm. so much more, you know, um, again, you know, did having done some, some digging into this matter, you know, I find it, I find it fascinating that, you know, all of these, all of these reports and affidavits by court appointed, but officers of the court were, you know, were disregarded or outright ignored. Um, again, I think, you know, the, 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 the phrase me thinks that I'll protest too much applies in family court. Um, and that's, that's one major shortcoming is that, you know, we've got full dockets, you know, these things drag on for years. Oftentimes, sometimes, you know, if you have enough money, you can, you know, it, it, it take years, five, you know, five years to, to, complete a divorce between two physicians or something like that, you know, where there's substantial mm -hmm. assets and, and financial, you know, um, backing, you know, resources, the, um, 
you know, in this particular case, you know, um, it's easy enough and anybody can verify, you know, known associates of, um, of the intended target on this, in, mm -hmm. in this quote, quote, alleged intended target, I should say. Um, and, you know, I mean, my databases show that he has first degree known associates um, that are retired or are presently in federal law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, 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 that caught my attention simply because, you know, in, in Jefferson County, Louisville in particular, um, these cases, you know, these alleged cases of alleged murder for hire plots, you know, were handled by homicide, the homicide division for, for as far back as I can remember. And then, you know, in recent years, they developed the major crimes division, um, you know, to spread the, you know, spread the caseload out and um, major crimes handled, you know, these alleged murder for hire plots. You know, it, uh, it just struck me that why would the FBI be involved in a sting operation, you know, when typically, you know, major crimes has to have serious reason to initiate that. And, um, and they're the go-to. They're the ones that, you know, that typically handle it, not the FBI. Um, again, red flag, you know, um, you know, you, you, you have friends in federal law enforcement, U.S. Marshals. Um, Secret Service, you know, et cetera, um, possibly the FBI. And at the end of the day, if not, they do contact sources. I, you know, I mean, I have them as well. Um, I have associates, you know, in, in almost every form of federal law enforcement and local law enforcement. And at the end of the day, um, that's how they solve crimes. You know, mm -hmm. people don't, these crimes in front of them, you know, they, they either initiate, you know, with the sting operation with good cause or, you know, the, um, the person that's not guilty, they just, you know, they just do it. Um, I think that, um, you know, that, that's a big sticking point for me. That really, that really doesn't, doesn't add up, you know, and, you know, coupled with, you know, this, uh, this alleged court battle with, um, with Judge Brown and her, her attorney, Mr. Clay, as I understand, um, and the, you know, the conflict there, the, um, you know, the complete and total disregard of, of every affidavit, recording, complaint, you know, and again, you know, as I understand it, these children were, this child was five, six years old. Um, and, you know, you know, I, I, have, I have a daughter and I remember when she was five and, you know, and it was difficult to teach her the alphabet, you know, I mean, it, you know, early on, you mm -hmm. know, and counting to 100 and that kind of thing. But in my experience, to script and train a five-year-old to tell varying stories and add details that no five-year-old could possibly provide, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, with, without hesitation, you know, um, to, again, these authority figures that they felt they could confide in, that they could trust, um, you know, it just, again, in any other court, and, and, and not in any other court, but in several other courts, um, that, that would have gotten somebody's attention, you know, right off the bat, perhaps, you know, one or two in, but again, you know, when these, you know, when this abuse spans decades and, you know, and the children are involved and their generations involved in this thing, you know, it's a long story, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot involved and you really need to know all of it in order to appreciate the whole, you know, and draw, you know, draw a reasonable conclusion about what happened. And, you know, it, um, 
it's not here. You know, there's, there's, there's too many red flags. There's too many, there's too many issues here that, um, I can't explain. And I, like I said, I've been doing this for three decades, you know, um, never seen anything like this in my life. Mm -mm. And she's sitting in a jail cell on bond. No, no bail. Um, well, I know that firsthand. It's national. It's shot around the world. They showed it, you know, in 37 countries or something. So now everybody knows I've been to jail, and I can assure you that, you know, there, you know, I have met one or two um, very intelligent, um, you know, educated, you know, potentially innocent people. I've, you know, they know I'm an investigator. I read my, I've read their cases, and I've provided my, you know, my input. Um, you know, it. Um, but it's primarily animals. Um, they are animals. Um, and you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's very real. It's hell. You know, it's not a lot of times they'll say 23 hours a day, you know, and that kind of, it's not 23 hours a day. It's 24 hours a day, six days a week, 20 minutes for a shower. You know, mm -hmm. um, again, you know, we had, we had an individual shoot a mayoral can walk into a psychotic individual, clearly, or at least by my estimation, walk recently, Walked into a mayoral candidate for the, you know, for the 2024 election, walked into his office and opened fire on him and actually left a bullet hole in his sweater. He came so close to, to murdering this guy who was released the next day. He was released on home incarceration the very next day. Now he walked in there and tried to kill this man with a gun and was released the next day. Dr. Russell, who's never had a parking ticket, you know, is a, is a, is a pillar of the medical and pediatric community in this city. And she, she, she can't make bond or she can't get HIP with, you know, with GPS. I mean, she no longer has the means, you know, the divorce cost her everything. She didn't even have enough to pay, allegedly pay this guy as far as the news says. So, you know, it's like, you know, there's nothing left to take um, except her freedom simply because this is a Commonwealth state, Mary. And in, a, in the Commonwealth, most of these judges, a good percentage of these judges are operating under an antiquated idea of, you know, that the child should be with their birth mother. Um, and, you know, like I said, invariably these children go back. I mean, you know, like I said, the cases, the things that I've seen, you know, over, over my career, um, you know, it's, it's, it's madness. Um, you know, I've, I've actually presented video in a case um, of a young lady um, going through a divorce and a custody battle, um, who I had to lay on the hood of her car and shoot her through the, through the windshield because she had, she had nodded off from the heroin she had just shot in her arm while her two-year-old daughter frolicked in the back seat of a running car, um, but no seatbelt, car seat or anything. And, you know, and she was unconscious for, she nodded for a good, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I videotaped every minute of blood running down, you know, she's, you know, she's all tied up. She's parked next to some, some liquor store, you know, in the worst part, of, in the armpit of the city. And, um, and her two-year-old is running, is running. Now, when we got to court the next day and I validated the video and, you know, my, you know, my licensure, et cetera, um, and presented the video, the judge in that case said, I don't care. The child should be with its mother. I don't care if she's a raging heroin addict. The child should be with his mother. And that's, and then they got custody. You know, I mean, she, you know, she kept the child. Well, she kept the child until she overdosed. And then obviously, you know, so it, that, if that gives you any idea of, of how bad it really is, 
um, you know, again, times have changed. Things have changed. Men are victims now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, men, so men are parents. And, you know, and especially with, you know, all the, all the pro progress we've made with, you know, not only civil rights, but especially the LGBTQ community, et cetera, you know, there will be more male parents and more custody battles and, you know, and, and, and victims of domestic violence. Um, I hope not, but, you know, um, it is what it is, right? It just seems uh, things are just running askew in that courtroom for a lot of uh, Perhaps mothers. Perhaps these southern states. I noticed you, you have the, the Texas, um, you know, or, you know, uh, gathering that, you, that you've got going on. Um, you know, Tennessee. Uh, I've seen cases in uh, South Carolina that are, you know, and again, very, very different laws down there. But, you know, very similar mindsets, very similar. Um, and of course, the only mindset that matters is the judges. You know, uh, the attorneys in the, you know, around town joke that, you know, if the judge got laid last night, then <laughs> you will probably get a dismissal. He'll be in a good mood. You know, <laughs> let's hope the judge got laid. Is it, you know, is a common joke around the courthouse, um, male or female. Uh, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, like I said, it's, um, it's, it's an amazing time, but um, Kentucky for sure. And, you know, like I said, I've seen it repeated in many other, many of the other, and who knows, perhaps it's up north as well. I know that out west they're more progressive, up north they're more, you know, they're more progressive. So it could be that, you know, it, it is simply a southern, um, mm -hmm. you know, just hard-headed, antiquated, you know, system based on, you know, something that is, you know, is, is a total fallacy. I, I mean, Again, my goal when I work these cases, and again, you know, I, I, I do most of them pro bono because, you know, it's very expensive to hire a private investigator, uh, just like it's very expensive to hire a good lawyer, you know, and these people don't have that kind of money. So, you know, I work these cases pro bono in order to help um, because CPS has failed. They're mm -hmm. completely understaffed and over, you know, and their caseloads are, you know, insane. The court systems, obviously, you know, are, you know, are, are, they, they fail and, you know, and the police, they can't, you know, they can't do anything about it. There's nothing they can do to help. So that's, like I said, that's when they call me. Um, I think, um, you know, that, um, the entire thing needs to be reviewed. Family court changed recently. And, and I say recently, I mean, in the last few years here in Kentucky, um, and simply because of those cases I was telling you about, um, with the, you know, the, the very successful um, divorces. The, 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 not, there's no successful divorce, but divorces between very successful people are one very successful person, you know, and and the you know the um, the one who's you know supported him all those years while he got his degree, kind of thing, uh, mm -hmm. and vice versa. Um, oftentimes, even more so now these days, men targeting women fresh out of college, um, they refer to them as their retirement plan. And they, you know, and I mean, even their own friends, their own coworkers and partners don't know their wife's name because when the phone rings, it's, oh, I have to get this. It's my retirement plan. Um, they, you know, they get, they marry these very promising young doctors, medical professionals, attorneys, et cetera. And they, again, it seems it's odd and it seems oddly common that they, they're, they stay long enough to have two children, usually in an area of around five years. Um, to get two children, not just one child to argue over, but two to make, you know, for a bigger case, bigger child support, bigger alimony, you know, et cetera. Um, and, 
you know, as these things drag on and on, and these attorneys make hundreds, of, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars representing each party. You know, each attorney makes hundreds of thousands of dollars on one case, you know, just one of their cases, simply because they're that good. And it's so big that it, it requires ex experts and, you know, uh, auditors and people to come in and, uh, you know, evaluate these things. It's, um, it, it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very difficult system to navigate. And, you know, like I said, it, it it's broken. Um, the, again, it's not about removing the child, taking the child from their biological parent. Um, I had a case recently where a young lady um, was charged with a young lady that I was working a custody case on. I suspected her of her and her associates of drug use and a dangerous environment. And ultimately she was, um, she was arrested and charged with two felony um, neglect, uh, ne neglect of a dependent charges. Um, because the children, when I arrived, were living in a one-bedroom apartment, four people, no furniture on the floor. They were holding their diapers up by the one sticky tab that was still attached because they were so full. They were ate up with sores, lice, mm -hmm. uh, as it turned out. And I later found out that they were, um, they, one of them tested positive for methamphetamine, three years old. They tested positive for methamphetamine. The, the mother's answer in court was that I snuck into her apartment in the middle of the night and somehow introduced methamphetamine into her sleeping three-year-old. Never woke anybody in a one-bedroom apartment as I broke in and, you know, and, mm. and poisoned this child, poisoned this child. Um, that was her answer, was that it was the private investigator who did it. Um, you know, and again, like I said, you have to be very careful. You know, like I said, if, if you say, you know, say the wrong thing, you're not represented properly, or, you know, you, um, you say too much, you know, like I said, you know, these families who have very long involved stories and all of it is pertinent to the, to the case, you know, they've now been, as I understand, they systematically are just automatically issuing split joint support or joint, joint custody. Now they no longer do this battle where I get full custody. I get, you know, more money. You don't get, you know, you get, limited visitation every other weekend kind of thing. Now it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every other, or every other Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, is, is the standard. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, every other Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, alternating holidays, etc. I mean, they just basically said enough is enough. Enough of you fighting over, you know, how much, how much your children are worth to mm -hmm. you on a monthly basis. Um, we're, you know, we're just going to cast a blanket, you know, um, dictate, you know, across the courts, you know, across family courts, that joint custody is, is pretty much guaranteed and automatic. That both parents, you know, having, you know, completed the FIT training, the families in transition training, having seen a court, you know, a court appointed psychiatric evaluator with and without the children, um, you know, and they, you know, they just go right to that. I mean, they automatically split custody. They don't even listen to it. You know, like I said, I mean, it, it, could, be, it could be an axe murder. And, you know, he would get joint custody. You know, again, I've seen people convicted of heinous things get out of jail and, and get visitation with their children immediately. Unsupervised visitation overnight in their homes. Um, you know, as I understand it, this man's not even related by blood to these children in this right. Dr. Russell case. And, you know, as, as far as I know, um, as near, as, near as I can tell, there may be, you know, 
appears to be an au pair that does a lot of caretaking. Um, again, it, I, I mentioned this startling trend where, you know, men are targeting, you know, successful young women. And, you know, and again, throughout the whole marriage, they're building their case, you know, that they're workaholics, that they're married to their job, that the men do all the, the bathing and the teaching and the homework and the cleaning and the laundry and the cooking. You know, I mean, they, they make their more successful partners out, male or female, to be, you know, to be disengaged, to be, you know, um, you know, completely uninvolved with the children. And they, they do all the heavy lifting. Oftentimes, it's the other way around. You know, that the mother is, you know, is often the nurturer. Um, but I've seen some great dads, too. you got to give the dads a shout out, you know, mm -hmm, because... Mm -hmm. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a number of dads in my, in my casework. And, and, you know, I've been, you know, I've had the pleasure of, of seeing the father get custody when the mother was unfit and refused to get fit. Um, that's the goal. You know, I don't want to take anybody's children away from them. I want to take them someplace safe while they get better, you know, while mm -hmm. they get the treatment they need, um, the counseling they need, um, while they address whatever has brought them to this place where, you know, they do this or think this is okay, that, you know, that it'd be fixed, you know, um, and addressed and diagnosed, whatever, you know, prior to the children being, you know, subjected to them again. Um, especially, you know, like I said, for overnight unsupervised visits, it's, um, it's, it's, it's deeply concerning. I know a lot of parents want 50-50 shared parenting, but then there's... Here in Kentucky, they get it automatically. Even if one parent is completely unfit. Correct. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely, all day long, every day, every single day, in probably almost every county in this state, at some point or another, some very important piece of information gets ignored or dismissed outright because you know their story was too long because they had multiple allegations, you know, because, you know, I mean, yes, I've seen cases where, you know, the child was, you know, received a SWAT on the backside, you know, and re reported that to their mother or a child, you know, a, a four-year-old came home with bruises. Um, you know, again, you know, obviously, you know, our medical professionals, they're, you know, their procedures to, you know, to verify the nature of, of many injuries and that kind of thing. But four-year-olds fall down. You know, um, you know, things happen. And, you know, if you go in there with every scrape and bump and bruise, you know, and blame the husband or blame the wife, then, you know, after a while, they stop listening. Again, mm -hmm. as Shakespeare said, me thinks thou doth protest too much. And, you know, if you if you try to tell everything, you know, you, I mean, you, you almost have to pick and choose, you know, what what acts you can, you know, you can enter or try to enter as an exhibit because you do so at your own peril, you know one too many and you're chicken little, the sky is falling and you're, you know, and you're, you're, you're trying to make this guy look bad, you know, with all these, with all these allegations, these particular allegations, as I understand them were mostly private. And again, um, conducted by, you know, uh, trained officers of the courts who were appointed to, you know, to, to investigate these matters or look into these, supervise these children or what have you. Um, and, you know, like I said, um, the, the worst part of it is, is that the real crime is that Dr. Russell, Dr. Stephanie Russell is, you know, is now in a, in a, in an environment where every single other inmate 
sees her as a get out of jail free card. Every single other inmate in that, in that facility is a potential jailhouse snitch. And we all know jailhouse snitches and they will, they will do anything to get out of that cell, uh, to get out. And, and, you know, like I said, I mean, even, even a casual conversation, you know, could turn, you know, could turn a snitch into, you know, making a full confession based on what they saw on the news, you know, and, you know, and it could, she's a very sensitive, very intelligent, um, very nurturing. I mean, she cared for me. I had acute liver failure a couple of years ago. And even as a pediatrician, she cared, you know, she, she cared for me. She drove an hour across town to care for me in my own home, you know? Um, and you just don't do that. You know, I mean, this is, you know, when you talk about selfless, you're talking about Dr. Russell. Um, and she gave it all. Um, what I find most fascinating though, you know, aside from, you know, aside from the naysayers, those that will come out of the woodwork with some awful hatred dispute, um, the mothers that I have shared this story with or discussed this story with, um, your podcast that I've shared the podcast with, you know, mothers of nine, you know, um, they, um, they all say the same thing. I would have expletive killed him myself. Mm -hmm. She went home every day and, you know, I know for a long time, you know, she, you know, she was in the, in the depths of the darkest depression, you know, she, she'd ever seen, uh, knowing or believing at least that her children were being subjected to this, this, these heinous acts. Uh, and she was absolutely powerless. She had no voice in the courtroom. Um, no voice. I mean, you know, and even the, the voices of those that were in the know and were appointed to do their job, were not allowed to do their job. Um, who doesn't at least look into this, you know, uh, these, you know, like I said, they're uh, having read and seen, you know, enough of these statements personally from the case. I know that my opinion is that, is that there, there's a very strong likelihood that there, there may be some veracity to them simply because again, you know, how do you script a five-year-old on a half dozen different stories you know, with, you know, complete with, you know, with good, with good answers without hesitation. You know, I mean, things that five-year-olds, six-year-olds don't know. Um, again, very difficult, you know, mm -hmm. the, the quote alleged um, victim or would-be victim um, and his associations, um, the actual arresting agency, you know, that's very problematic for me. Um and, you know, like I said, it, um, it's just, it's important that I think what we'll, what we'll continue to see here and what I, what I continue to hear from everybody is that they would have killed themselves, that they would die for their children. It's human, it's nature, you know, it's National Geographic stuff, you know, that, you know, mm -hmm. that the mother will die for her cubs, you know, that, you know, and I know my mother would have, you know, would have laid down her life for me. Um, there's no question in my mind, no doubt in my mind. And many of the mothers that I work with, um, and even the, you know, the foster parents, um, the adopted parents, ultimately, you know, they, they all feel that, you know, that lizard brain, just natural reaction response to their child being in danger or harm. Um, it's, you know, and ultimately 
because this is drawn out for so very long because uh, you know again there's money to be made here because she's a doctor um <laughs> they you know it um it drug on and on and on until ultimately you know i've heard guests say worn down um <clears throat> i'd say she was worn completely through i mean imagine all this time having your children taken away and given to basically somebody who's a total stranger somebody you never knew clearly and who's not blood relative to this children who's been accused of all these things guilty or innocent let's find out you know let's get let's 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 find out the truth i mean let's not you know outright you know out of hand you know ignore them because you have beef with their attorney um you know or their attorney you know exposed you or you're at war with their attorney or you know if you have some personal bias or what have you but these people find their way you know on the bench on the regular um and excuse me i'm I apologize to say that, you know, I may have assisted, um, not necessarily the family court judges uh, per se, but, um, I have assisted other judges over the years and, you know, or other attorneys in, in, in attaining in, in winning an election, um, simply by, you know, doing, doing a little digging, you know, mm -hmm. um, talking to known associates and, you know, going back, um, finding people that, you know, that they've done wrong or that they've done something they've stolen from, or they lied to, or they've done something awful to, you know, some victim of abuse, who knows, you know, I mean, every, you know, many, many people have a, a dark past um, and you would never tell it. They present as citizens, as, you know, human beings. And, and then they're, they're not, um, you know, some of them are quite adept at that. And again, I've seen, I can, you know, I can count at least, at least five cases since 2004, that involved men who married college college students or recent graduates in the medical field or some other high paying profession. Um, they worked some mediocre job and you know they stayed for an average, as it turns out, an average of five years and they had two children. Again, like I said, not just one, two. Um, and, and then they got out. So, you know, um, I'm not saying that this is the case at all. I, I could, I can't say that. That would be, you know, it would be irresponsible. I mean, it would be remiss. It'd be defamed. I would not do that. Um, but I say, let's get the truth, and that's what mm -hmm. that's what I, you know, is 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 get the truth. Um, it's not always pleasant. Um, many times it's very unpleasant. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it it, it merits further investigation. We need more data, Watson. You know, we need to, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, I don't know how we can change an entire system across an entire country. Um, you know, this, this is the only way, and I've said it a million times, it's going to take somebody like you doing somebody like this, spending your time and your energy, you know, on these powerful, incredible podcasts. I invite everybody to listen to every one of them and buy the book. Um, I did. I bought it last night. It'll be here. It's supposed to be here prime tomorrow. Uh, and you. I, I, you know, I look, I very much look forward to it. And I know that, um, you know, I hope that, you know, if there's ever anything that I can do for, you know, for one of your guests or one, you know, or, or somebody, anybody out there, I, you mm -hmm. know, um, obviously, you know, I work primarily in Kentucky. Um, but you know, I, there are things I can do for people wherever they are, um, that are not investigation related and, you know, uh, I, I, I want to help, 
you know, if, mm-hmm. if I can, um, you know, if at all possible. Again, obviously, you know, it's, you know, it, it, it varies widely, but um, here, again, I've just seen, I've, I've always observed this disturbing, uh, you know, practice. And now these blanket joint custody orders, and now, you know, the stripping, the actual railroading, if you ask me, of, you know, of a respected member of the community. Um, the, you know, I, I, I work, this is, this is the legal community I work in. This is the sewer I live in. You know, mm-hmm. this is where I go in the mornings, you know, and, or at three o'clock in the morning because bad people don't do bad things from nine to five, you know. Right. So these cases right. involve, you know, a lot of late nights, you know, and a lot of lurking around in the dark, you know. Um, so I see it all. You know, I, I, I had a case a couple of years ago. Uh, a couple would take their little girl after their shift at the restaurant. They would take their little girl home. Uh, adorable, Chambonet, pretty little girl, just a doll. Um, and they would give her Benadryl so that she would fall asleep. And then they would take her to various, very nice hotels, you know, in the East End and downtown Louisville, um, where they would hand her off for a period of time to any stranger that would provide them with enough heroin to get through the night. Um, mm. they, they, they still have custody. So, you know, I have video of that. How is that possible? You know, I have video of it. And, you know, and the the videos that that resulted, you know, I mean, some of these sickos actually took video of of their acts so that they could relive them. And, you know, and they would dress her up in little cowboy outfits and, you know, and provocative clothing. You know, she's a, you know, she's, she's a baby. She wasn't, as I recall, she wasn't even in school yet, Um, you know. And they got her back. So they're really, there, there is no justice. There just, it doesn't, did it ever exist? There's no justice because there's no truth. There's no actual truth, you know, and whether it's, you know, and falsehoods are presented, you know, uh, you know, as a matter of course in the, you know, in in the court system. Um, So, you know, that has to be weeded out. And again, I personally, my, my personal opinion is that they, change this this you know where couples would battle you know for custody and sling mud and you know awful allegations at each other you know for years you know three four years these divorces would drag out over the custody piece um and the child support and this and and, you know the courts the dockets just became overwhelmed um i think that it got much worse during covid um Mm -hmm. and you know when court a lot of court appearances were missed or being held by zoom or what have you. And, you know, these things, again, like I said, it's because nobody's looking for the truth. And now again, the agencies that are appointed to do this, the police, the court system, child protective services, crimes against children, you know, they're, they're understaffed, they're over, you know, their, their cases, they're overwhelmed with cases. So they can't possibly give each case the time that it needs. You know, I mean, this is, this is at the end of the day, a staffing problem, uh, mm-hmm. as much as it is an attitude problem. Um, and perhaps therein lies part of the, part of the cure. Um, you know, again, is government funding for, you know, these things go fund me. I don't care. I mean, whatever it takes, you know, to get, uh, you know, to get the truth, just the truth. I mean, good, bad, or indifferent. If my client is guilty 
of something, then, you know, not only am I off the case, but, you know, I want to see them, I want to see them, I want to see justice, sir, you know, especially if they've, you know, committed some unlawful defamatory act. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. And, and I don't see the work being done. Um, I don't see the investigations lasting more than a few minutes. And again, just like with, you know, with this child, with the, you know, with the meth in, the, in, in his system, um, the CPS advised the court, advised the adoptive mother last week that they have decided to return the child uh, to the mother. You know, this was, so, let's see, I'm trying to think. Three, it's been about three months, I guess, since, since they were arrested. So it's been about 90 days. And I'm sure she's absolutely off of meth and clean and sober and has her own, you know, suitable living arrangements and a good job and a good car and all that stuff, you know, and I'm sure she generated all that in the last three months and, um, and got off the methamphetamine. So, you know, again, I think that would be a condition, you know, again, you know, more, more of the drug testing. And, you know, it's, 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 it's so fallible because I know so many people that are able to defeat the hair follicle test, which is, you know, the most conclusive test that they have, the most accurate test that mm -hmm. is available for, you know, for the drug addicts. Um, and for anybody, for both parties, you know, my, my client as well. I mean, you know, put us, you know, put us out there, you know, just as, just as much as you do to defend it, because we have nothing to hide. Um, perhaps they do. Um, mm -hmm. just that you're not hearing it because you either don't have time, um, or you have some personal issue or some personal vendetta. Um, many attorneys will say, you don't want me in that courtroom. It just, just doesn't like me. Mm. What? Hell, I mean, isn't this an, supposed to be, isn't, isn't this the oath that they take is to be impartial and all, you know, and seek the truth. That is, that is their, you know, and, and, and justice. Um, they swear an oath. I mean, that's their, that's their effing job. Pardon my language. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. why, aren't, why aren't they doing it? I and, think, and I, so well, I mean, oh no, I think it's these title four incentives that, um, Whoever makes the most money is going to lose. Invariably, that is that is correct. I can tell you with thirty years of experience, that is absolutely correct. They will, you know, and and in this state in particular, the insult to injury is not only do they lose, even you know, major percentages of of the businesses that they worked hard to grow, um, they lose their children, uh, they lose their homes, they lose, you know. Um, they lose everything, you know, there's mm -hmm. so much, so much to lose. And um, again, I think that, um, you know, you, you, you may be right. I, I don't, um, I don't know exactly what, you know, what, what the answer is, but I know that I know what the problem is, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I'd like to help you fix it, you know, um, how do we do that? I guess we just keep exposing it and, um, educating the public that this stuff does go on. A lot of people don't realize how their tax dollars are really being spent. No, absolutely. And again, you know, as I said, you know, how these, how these decisions are made and, you know, what happens behind, what really happens behind closed doors. You know, when an attorney who, you know, begs a prosecutor, you know, to give him a break for a high paying client and next time the prosecutor gets the win, you know, they trade off that way, mm -hmm. you know, they get the big win, the big good looking career win, even at the, you know, at the cost, you know, at their clients, you know, expense. 
excuse me, oftentimes more than financial. Um, you know, and they, you know, they literally they trade up, they trade off. Um, again, I work for I work for a lot of attorneys, but I only work for the reputable ones with integrity. Um, you know, with professional standards um, and boundaries. You know, and also the ones who like me will never stop. We can't stop because when that phone rings, you know, what are we supposed to do? Not go. There's a child in danger. There's, mm -hmm. you know, there, you know, there's there's a female who's being beat down or or, or worse, you know, somewhere. You know, um, what am I supposed to sit on my couch and watch TV? You know, and and disregard. I, it's just not an option. I think like you, you know, this is something that we feel very we feel strongly enough about that we would. You know, we would we will do this with our last breath. I believe mm -hmm. I firmly know I will, and I and mm -hmm. I believe you will as well, based on mm -hmm. just what I've, you know what I've already heard and seen. So, um, you know, kudos to you, you know, oh, for your fight. You. I mean, you know, like I said, you were already kind of a big deal, and now you're, you know, now you're you're taking on this hidden but pervasive cancer in our court systems, you know, that again, based on, you know, 200 year old, you know, um, ideals and completely understaffed and completely biased and, you know, able to purchase elections at will, um, you know, um, this is going to continue without, without the truth being sought after and without the manpower and the, you know, the, you know, the, the qualified trained manpower to, to get the truth, um, you know, people lie and you know there there are many ways to, to circumvent that I think um, you know CPS especially like I said that's that's one of the worst cases I've seen is that you know I, I recall a time when they had 1300 cases each in one given year you know in one given year 1300 cases in 365 days you do the math you know how do you possibly give that case that investigation your full attention how do you you know possibly have time I don't <laughs> you know I do this for a living. So, you know, um, it, it, it can't be done. There aren't enough hours in the day and there aren't enough, there aren't enough people down there. And, and I would say that what's most, what's most striking is that most of them are just exhausted. They're just mm -hmm. worn out from it. You know, I mean, after years and years of being, you know, of lie, being lied to and seeing the atrocities, you know, that parents, you know, are capable of the human beings in general, I, I can't call them human beings these animals are capable of um that after a while they just they become jaded um some things become less um you know less of a big deal than you know than some of the big deals they've seen you know they've, you know they've seen children die they've seen you know i mean the worst cases that you can imagine pimped out um mm -hmm. you know affected with poisons and 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 you know like i said it those things i spend a tremendous amount of time on these cases i've spent i've spent two years on the last case i worked uh, the last custody battle i worked and you know one, once again there are good judges and that in that case um actually the, the last two i've had uh judge gina calvert and judge tara haggerty both um allowed me to validate my video um go through my report you know just the facts and base their decision to leave the child in the safe environment, you know, um, they, they took it, you know, they, 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 they took it to heart, you know, they, they really listened, they paid attention and they saw, you know, there was concern and, you know, there was, you know, there was smoke, 
therefore they believe mm -hmm. there, you know, there was a possibility there was fire and they took, they took the proper, you know, legal steps, judicial steps, I should say, um, in those cases. Um, we, we do have, there are a couple of good family court judges out there who are very fair and will li actually listen to both sides. Um, and, you know, run their courtroom. It's interesting because, you know, these are the same judges that run their courtroom like a military operation. I mean, it's, you know, it's their courtroom and you will respect them and you will not speak, you know, unless spoken to. And, you know, and there will be order and it will be, you know, um, a fair and impartial, you know, hearing. These are some of the fairest judges I've ever seen and also some of the most um, involved. I guess, you know, when they, when they see something like this, you can see their, you can see their anger, you know, they're, they're, per, they're personally, you know, uh, offended by this, by these, by these actions, these activities. Um, and so they're not all bad, um, mm -hmm. but a lot of them, you know, are, but they're all human. Let's just put it that way. And mm -hmm. human beings are opinionated, fallible, um, fickle creatures. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they have their own hidden agendas and their own hidden prejudices. Um, you know, they have good days and they have bad days. I know. And I've seen it, like I said, where a judge, everybody gets out on, on a Thursday. But Friday morning after that Thursday night drunk, nobody's getting out. You know, he just wants to move on to the next case and go home and go sleep. Um, mm -hmm. You know, sleep it off. You know, that kind of thing. Um, it's, again, it's, what do you do? you know, human error, human fallacy, human, human shortcomings. Um, these are, these are the causes, you know, and again, you know, like I said, the manpower, we, they simply, the courts need the manpower to be able to investigate these matters. You know, if that, if a proper investigation had been done and these allegations were false, then Dr. Stephanie Russell deserves whatever she gets. You know, uh, at least for that, for, for doing that, I, and, you know, I, I don't know what about this other matter. I don't, I only know what they, what they say on the news and what I've, you know, what I found out through my own curiosity. Um, you know, it, um, it you know, it can, can it be fixed? Absolutely. Um, is it going to require, you know, massive hiring, training, um, you know, court personnel, cabinet members, that kind of thing, potentially, but, you know, again, COVID pushed everything back so much. Um, then there was no courts for two, you know, for almost two years. Uh, and then they were doing the Zoom courts for two years. And they were still doing Zoom courts here uh, on many cases. So, you know, a, a lot, a lot is obscured and a lot is lost in communication and a lot is misread or misinterpreted or just misapplied, um, you know, out of sheer spite. Um, and in this case, I believe that, I believe that it's sheer spite um, from the judge, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I don't know, you know, again, I can't attest or even, you know, comment on the other women that I, you know, that I know that have been targeted. Um, I say targeted, the, the ones who just cannot seem to get a break in that courtroom who have valid, you know, um, orders and, and motions that I've seen, you know, submitted, requested and submitted, um, and not even looked at outright denied. Um, you know, we need the truth and we're not getting it because these, you know, many, many of these judges don't care about the truth. They just, you know, have their own, you know, they have their own agenda, their own mm -hmm. personality and their own, you know, the things that they don't like, whatever it may be.
Uh, they, and, you know, like I said, humans are, they're, you know, they're, they're racist and they're prejudiced and they're, you know, they're homophobic and they're, you know, and they're small minded, um, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it, you know, that's who's on the bench. That's, that's who's, you know, that's who's working for these agencies that it's not my department, you know. Um, but in this case, I think, I think ample, ample reports were filed to justify, you know, further investigation and not, not one of the agencies, I believe crimes against children was even involved in one. Uh, I can't say that for sure, but um, it seems likely. And, you know, they were ignored. Mm. They were not, you know, the, the motion to, to at least address this was not, was not allowed. Who, who wouldn't want to hear more about this? You know, who wouldn't want to get right. to the bottom of this? Because if he's innocent, then, you know, that's, then that's not okay. You know, then what she's done is, is, is she's, you know, she's lied is to further her own means and what have you. Um, but again, you know, I've yet to meet anybody who's ever met Dr. Stephanie Russell that says she's capable of, you know, capable of a dirty joke, much less a white lie. You know, I mean, this particular, uh, allegation, you know, I think again, if, if people knew more about what, what really, what this woman's really been through. Um, and it's all public record. Go look for it. Go look for yourself before you, before you, you know, you say something hateful or you, you know, you again, find her, find her guilty before she's proven innocent as promised in our beloved constitution. Um, you know, it's tough and, you know, do, do your research or shut up. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. They're not entitled to share it, you know, um, at least not with me. And, you know, like I said, so I don't, you know, I don't, I don't put that in the universe. I don't, I don't respond to those things. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't give them any credence by responding to them or attempting to respond simply because that's what they want. You know, they want to, they want to generate, you know, some reaction, you know, some, you know, they want to hurt, uh, they want to hurt somebody like they hurt maybe. I don't, who knows why, why people mm-hmm. do what they do. Um, they'll do it in this one, but I do think we'll see support as well. We'll see major support as well. I think this is a lifetime movie waiting to happen. I think this is, you know, I think this is, um, you know, a travesty and, Mm -hmm. you know, again, I'm, I'm even, I'm even more concerned now, um, because her situation is dire. This is, this is a citizen, a civilian, again, never had a parking ticket. Now she's in custody in federal custody in a federal penitentiary, you know, in a prison, um, with, again, with a million other women who, or however many other women in, in her particular pod, let's say, or who she, who she might be exposed to the court call or whatever, anybody that she might have a brief conversation with, you know, could turn this into a, a you know, into a, a snitch, a snitch deal and get out. Um, and she is, she's so innocent, you know, when you, mm-hmm. you know, when you talk to her, she's so knowledgeable, but she's, she's very, um, I guess she, what it was, you know, she worked so very hard at perfecting, you know, her, you know, her medical, um, jazz that she, um, that she missed out on a a lot of social cues. Um, you know, that, you know, while we were out, you know, partying and having cocktails with our friends on Friday nights, you know, she was nose in a medical book, you know, and, um, and that's the honest to God's truth. You know, she was so naive and so broken. Um, that, you know, I think, you know, somebody in that situation is capable of anything, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, uh, if that, if that's the case, um, mm-hmm. if not, then, you know, then so be it. But 
get the truth. Right, right. And I'm so glad I had you on. And I know I'll have you on again. Uh, so, you know, if people need to reach you, how do you want to be reached? Um, you know, sometimes, especially in the, in, you know, in Eastern Kentucky, um, it's difficult to, you know, to get service. Um, my email is most assured, most guaranteed way to reach me every time. It's Steve at KY. S I U that's K Y S is in Sam I U.com. Um, you know, send me an email with the basics. Um, you know, again, uh, if, if time permits, I'll be happy to look into it. Um, if, and if I'm, you know, if I'm authorized to do so, or if it's something, you know, if it's something I can help with, I can't not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I understand that people don't have, you know, a lot of money. So, you know, like I said, it's, I found it, I was never more successful in this business. First of all, because I've never advertised, spent a dime on advertising, never passed out a business card or a brochure. I don't, I believe that if you're good at what you do, you don't have to advertise if you're that good. And, mm -hmm. and for 30 years, you know, I've lived, you know, a very comfortable life and a very successful career on strictly referral business. People don't call Kentucky special investigative unit. They call Steve Thomas is they get my number from somebody else that I helped previously. And to me, that is, that's the best, you know, that's the best advertisement that you can get. Um, so, you know, send me an email, you know, again, I get a lot of them and, you know, um, we're busy, but we're never mm -hmm. too busy. To so by all means, I am. Well, thank you so much. And, no, uh, okay. Well, thank you, Steve Thomas, PI, uh, don't jump off. Slam the Gavels, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Steve Thomas in the future and other exciting guests. Thank you again, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.